produced by gauntletcreative.com. Hello, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Direct Input Podcast. Today is Thursday, June 22nd. We are at Ralph's Rock Diner anticipating the start of Metal Thursday 343. And we're joined by co-promoter Mr. Kevin Ord. How are you, sir? I am good. I'm happy to be here today to be your fill-in guest. <laughs> well, you know, we're waiting on Kill. Again, Mr. Pelagan, the TM, the illustrious Pelagan TM, is uh, outside Hatford currently. So it was a mere fucking hour or so away from us. We're anticipating the arrival of Kill, and they're going to jump on here for an episode, too. So, well, this you know. is always the story of my life. When I show him up here early, the band's always two hours, li- two hours <laughs> late. If I get here late, they've been here since noontime. Dude, where's my food? <laughs> they're starving. They're yeah, covered in sweat. <laughs> yeah, last week, uh, the band was here like early afternoon. Yeah. And I showed up at like nine. So. What band was that? Uh, that was uh, Death Cult. Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah nice guys. Last week's. Yeah, they were yeah. nice guys. Good, yeah, we had a good episode last good week. gentlemen, yeah. Hell yeah. One of them ate a hot dog during the interview. <laughs> Got his hot dog on. <laughs> he did. He did. Fuck it. They stayed at your house afterwards. They did. They did. They were, they were great house guests. No oh, complaints. Yeah? No complaints. Nice and clean. Yeah. I mean, the, they weren't huge partiers. I've had better parties, but they were nice kids. They were time went on fucking No, they had a few prior. beers. Yeah. They had a few beers, but uh, I had to work the next day, too, so. They won't get too crazy. They gotta behave. It's a yeah, weekday. They, they know that. Well, yeah. actually, maybe they don't. The Saturday night shows get crazy. Saturday's a different ball game. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday, fucking give it. I mean, there's always people here. It seems ready to rock at fucking like eight, eight thirty. Yeah. Whether it's a band or not, but like people will show up early just to have dinner. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people seem to think that these shows will be well, sold out or whatever. What and April Scorch was here. Scorch. Those guys could party. Matt from Scorch. We were up to like six in the morning. Just no shit. And it was awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. Those dudes are solid. Probably they're from uh, Delaware. There's nothing to do in Delaware, but <laughs> they're used to it. I'm in Delaware. Well, you <laughs> kind of have like like an interesting perspective as somebody like kind of falling into the role of like being a promoter. Because I mean, you're a little bit older than I I am right now. Like you've never really played in a band. Yeah. Um, tell us about how you pretty much got into this role, like well, looked into the role. Well, it started with Obscura. Uh, you were right on the zine, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. And it was just... Uh, Codus Obscura was a zine that we wrote for, and yeah, for you eventually took it over because our editor was fairly uh, incompetent yeah, at problems. the time. Uh, <laughs> so just through that, I mean, a lot of those bands I was doing interviews it would be like, oh, well, you want to you know, come play Worcester sometime? And it didn't seem like a lot of bands that I liked were, were coming here. You know, they would go to New York, and that was as far north as they would come. So I was just like, well, I, I guess I could just start doing <laughs> I could start bringing hit them here. And so I just started talking to Chris. And then Chris was, I was it was kind of like I was sending the bands to Chris. But then it was like, well, why should I make him do it? He's got his own thing. So I just started doing that. And I just started helping Chris with Metal Thursday, too. Because why not? Oh, yeah. It's been about, what, maybe four years now since you first, uh, f- first put your first show out no, here? No, uh, first show was three years ago. Okay. Yeah. So. What was your first show? I can't remember. Uh, it was Church like Burn, or something? Uh, no, it was Church Burn, Sangus, uh, who the hell else played? Oh, I'm blanking because you put me on the spot. Axon. You played. Suckermancy played. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, shit, who was the other Fuck, band? we played that. Well, Gosha was on drums, huh? Yeah, Gosha was on drums. I know. Fuck, we played with Church Burn. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was their first time playing here. I think it was Sangus' first time playing here, too. Oh, Plagues. Plagues was the other Plagues, one. Plagues, That's who I couldn't think of. Them guys. Yeah, and then I think the very next thing I, think I did after that was, um, what's it called? Uh, Hobbs Angel of Death. Chris messaged me and was like, hey, 
you want to help me promote Hobbs Angel Death? Because it was like a last minute show. Yeah. It was like it, a Monday or Tuesday, right? Yeah, it was a Tuesday, I think. And they had, another show got dropped and they got added here last minute. It's like, can you help with the zine to help uh, promote it? And I was like, yeah, sure. So that was the second, second show I did with here. And that then, was a good one. And then Dead Congregation was after that. That was killer. And that was the one. That was when I told Chris, "You have to do the show, and I have to sponsor it." So that's kind <laughs> of probably. But that's probably the first one where I like pushed hard that this is a band I love. They have to play Ralph. Right. Right. Yeah. This usually, I mean, that's the thing. You just kind of fall into that role, like you're absorbing stuff, and then it not so much becomes an obligation. It's it's more like a fucking like why 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 stop? You know, like you fucking already come this far. You know, it's, you're going all the way. Well, you it's know, funny because it comes a game of who can I get to come play Rouse. I like these bands. Can I get them to come play Rouse? It's a game. Yeah. You know? It's a fun hobby. Most people would do it, though. Like, most bands, you would think, would want to play a fucking show at a metal bar. Most, right? Most do. It's yeah. just a matter of mostly timing and money. And S- money. Straight up. The triple constraint. Time, uh, was it? Time, uh, cost, and uh, scope. Yeah. Every band wants to, and believe me, I get a lot of bands who like, oh, book our date, and then I'll book the date, and then I'll get, I'll get a message like a month later. Oh, we can't do the date now. We we gotta drop the whole tour. It's amazing the amount of bands that just drop whole tours. No need at all. There's no need. Like, yeah. For not like the fact that they got to that point. Oh yeah, we could probably do that. We could probably do that. Yeah. And they pull it back. Like, what the fuck happened? Why did Why did it get to that point where you're ready to talk about fucking doing shows and you gotta pull it back all the time? It's gotta be mostly just be money. They just realize the cost of what it's gonna. True. Get. It's not even so much uh, money's definitely a thing, but I think real life with people losing jobs is really fucking worth it. I mean, everybody wants yeah. to play, and everybody kind of dreams of going out there, but well, logistically yeah, but, for a lot of like guys, you said losing jobs. I mean, I mean that's part of it, right? Wise, what I, yeah. yeah, what I was kind of trying to say is, uh, yeah, I, I can't <laughs> even imagine people who have these jobs that they can just say, oh, I'm going on tour, tell their boss, get yourself an IT job. Yeah, I guess. What do you do for work? I'm a, I'm a uh, paint contractor. So I couldn't leave for like a month, you know. I lose lose all my customers. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, you got to be there. Yeah, but you work like kind of like weird hours. Like, don't you work nights too? And yeah, shit? my like, schedule is always changing because I do. Well, I do a lot of office buildings, so for that I have to go in at night and paint yeah. people's offices and stuff like that. So you one of the few painters I know that doesn't smoke pot. No, I never really liked it. it just uh, I did when I was a teenager, but it just makes me nauseous. Yeah, but I'm like that with medications and stuff. Right. I can't take a lot of medications. They just make me nauseous and want to throw up. No so kidding. I lucked out. So I'll never die of a drug overdose because <laughs> drugs just make me sick. There's plenty I mean, of all time. All I can do is drink. <laughs> so, I mean, you've seen a lot of shit go on here. Um, is there any particular show that strikes a uh, memory or uh, uh, whether being the, like, probably one of the all-time best and uh, one of the fucking most pain-in-the-ass fucking experiences you've ever had? Some oh, sort of dichotomy. Remember that word I was talking about dichotomy. before? Dichotomy. Dichotomy. Yeah. Did you get toilet paper? The word of the day? <laughs> I've had it. There's been a lot of bests. I mean, I think, I don't know, bringing Funiburm here was huge. That was an awesome show. Um, let me see who else. Blood Feast was awesome because they hadn't been in New England since 1985. And just, they came and like a ton of people came. It was just crazy. People moshing. And just, it was insane. So those are probably my two favorites right there. Yeah, didn't you take your first uh, stage I dive? I did take my first and last <laughs> stage dive at Rouse because I, I fell right on my face. Ate <laughs> shit. I, I don't blame people because I wouldn't catch me either. I'm way too heavy. I would probably would have killed them. So I don't blame them for getting out of the way. It was a spur of the moment idea that once I was 
going off the stage and realized it was a really bad idea. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're already in. It's yeah, too I late. Wasn't, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't. And well, the thing is, they had called me on stage. So, like, head back and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so where am I going to go? Like, a pussy off the stairs? Oh, no. you got to go off the stage at that point. It's true if you get yeah, called out. I definitely. was invested, so. Yeah, you got to get, I mean, the crowd kind of has to have that saddening effect where nobody has anywhere to run, sort of, to yeah. make it successful. <laughs> fucking, we saw some horrific fucking, we were at Defenders of the Old over the weekend. There was some horrific stage diving. Horrific. At one point, though, they're Nasty Savage. Some fucking dude went to go off the stage. And fucking Nasty Ronnie totally fucking, like, picked the kid up by the scruff of the neck and, like, the, you know, the back of the pants and gave him a fucking good old, like, a heave toss. Like, fucking, like, you know, like a longshoreman or some shit like that. It was fucking beautiful. Overstand your welcome. I hate that shit. Yeah, yeah just when you get off stage, just fucking, like, and he didn't even have, like, long hair or anything. It was just, like, some dude with, in a maiden shirt. <laughs> you know, like, fucking, like... Caught in the like, lights. Yeah, yeah. Probably flew like thousands of miles to be there just to be out of place in New York. Just to see Nasty Savage. Well, yeah, now we get something to tell tell people about. <laughs> the awkward yeah. off stage, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's a better story than walking off the side of the stage. So who can you shoot on for fucking being a fucking shit experience with a band? You I know, know you like, want me to tell the Belial story. I like the Belial story. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, we we met Eduardo during the Mort podcast. He was a translator, and I, I thought he was a good lad. But uh, this band was pretty much did everything you really shouldn't fucking do. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I'll I'll say why I got really mad is because they needed everything, like everything, whole setup. They even need a bass. What kind of band comes from New York and doesn't? They don't have a bass. Like the keyword is in New York there. They, yeah, they good three hours away. three hours. Yeah. They, they probably had every, time to go home and back if they really wanted to. And if you're the band touring with a band from another country, shouldn't you be helping supply some kind of gear? So I'm like, all right, whatever. I, I got, you know, a band to help with the gear. And uh, they show up with this massive van, and it's full of just merch for their band. It's Belial. <laughs> it's full of Belial merch. And their friends, they bought a, brought a bunch of friends. And right away, I'm like, what the fuck? They couldn't bring any gear, but they could bring all these boxes of fucking merch. They're ribbing you, brother. <laughs> Big like, time. You're getting ribbed. Big time. <laughs> so, so anyways, so the band, right before they're supposed to play, finishes up. And you think you're borrowing a band's gear. You're like, you'd be ready for when they're done to go up on stage, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm, bo- I'm borrowing your gear. Oh, no, they didn't do any of that. They didn't even pay attention. So the drummer didn't know that they were borrowing his breakables, too, because it's a known fact that if you're borrowing a band's stuff, you got to bring your own breakables. You can't just expect to use their whole kit. You're just using the shell. So kid breaks down his hi-hat, I guess, and this dude from Belial comes running off the stage at me. I was sitting at the bar, right off the stage. Where's the hi-hat? I need a hi-hat. And I kind of flipped out and started screaming at the kid about, I don't know where your fucking hi-hat is. And yeah, and then I just continued to yell at him while he was on stage setting up. Was that yeah. the stage manager coming what? at you? No, it was the dude from the band. The actual band member. It was band the dude member. who actually yeah, yeah. booked the show, booked the tour. Right. So well, it seems like they that. actually at one point just stood there like waiting for yeah. like people to kind of. They want people stuff. to like set like, shit up for them. Yeah, like there should be stagehands. Like that's not how that works. Nah, you know how some of these bands are. They 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 bring their a, a stage manager with them on tour. They got a merch person. All this bullshit. Like, I think they set up like they they couldn't figure out cabs and they figured out cabs and then they got that set up and the drums weren't done 
And I believe like they walked off to do makeup too. Oh, I, like another I didn't even thing. see any of the makeup. Like, I just assume this they're <laughs> setting up. All the shit was on the stage. Like you're barring people shit. Like talk to them. You know which band you're barring shit from. Yeah. So, anyways, I did yell at him, and I did tell that screaming. You came from New York. You could have brought your own drum set. And then I, I at one point I yelled, "Just get the fuck off the stage!" Then. <laughs> and then at the end of the night, I was supposed to give that kid all the money, but I ended up giving the uh, the headline band just I hand him like a stack of cash. <laughs> I ain't talking to that dude. Yeah, fuck that. That's so stupid. It's awkward. Yeah. It, was, it was a pretty uh, peculiar moment. I've, I've, I mean, they're nice guys and all, and I'm not like down on the band, but that was like a real fucking amateur hour move. It's the only like, band I've ever yelled at in three years. Yeah, yeah. I've never yelled at any other band. It's, it was the most unprofessional band I've you, ever yeah. dealt with, ever. I was just at, the, at my last run, and I don't like when I feel like someone's taking advantage of me, and I felt like that dude at that point was just taking advantage He's like, big legging you. Oh, yeah. And the best part is I, uh, he did the New York show the next night, and I heard they borrowed everyone's gear the next night, including Breakables <laughs> again. It was his show. Oh, he was yelling at me. Well, you're the promoter. You're supposed to supply that stuff. And I laughed my ass off when I, a friend of mine told me, yeah, they borrowed all this shit the next night, too. Yeah. <laughs> so he didn't put surprise shit for New York. Oh, it was a gorgeous moment. Yeah, he lives well. in infamy among Ralph's fucking. Uh, yeah, never forget. Where's the fucking hi hat? Is, uh, <laughs> yeah, where's the fucking hi hat? <laughs> I'll, I'll hear about that to the day I die. It'll be on my tombstone. Where's the fucking hi hat? <laughs> I'm going to thank you in the next album. Thank you, Kevin. Where's the fucking hi hat? Ort. Fucking like <laughs> right there for you. <laughs> WTFHH. Well, I won't be working with that band ever again, so. That's too bad. Oh, I've got to tell you, too. I should have known to did not even book the show because. The kid messaged me and asked me if I could do the show. And I'm like, well, let me see if I can get the date because I have to talk to the club to make sure I can get the date. And the, like a few days later, a poster showed up for the tour with Ralph <laughs> on the poster. I'm like, dude. With the date. Dude, I haven't even got the date yet. Like, I didn't even actually agree to do the show. I said, let me look in to see if I can get the It doesn't green light that, yes, I'm doing the show. But at that point, I felt like I was committed. I had to do the show. So I should have known right there that this was a totally Warning unprofessional sign deal. Warning yeah. Drop out. Abort, but I went through with it, so I, I deserved the high hat. You know, they always say you should have second chances and all that bullshit. No. Fuck second chances. Oh, Sometimes no you don't get them. You get one chance to not be a piece of shit, and they didn't do that. But they were pieces of shit. Do you want to hear another band that yeah. sucked? Yeah, tell me. <laughs> I don't have a lot of stories about it, but I do have a funny... Uh, Anvil kind of sucked. But I've heard from other people that Anvil are kind of dicks. Yeah. Um, big league, yeah. big big league attitude. Yeah. They uh, one point said, "Oh, last time we were in Mass, we played Gillette Stadium." Yeah, I was there. Yeah, they opened for ACDC. Yeah, and it's like, like I dropped my weed in the bathroom there. I like, tucked it in. I never fucking went to a show at Gillette. I fucked up so hard at that. <laughs> I was so disappointed. It's like a quarter of regs though. It's, it's like, you know. dude, you're playing Ralph's. It's a 188 capacity venue now, so yeah. maybe you shouldn't talk. So, anyways, yeah. So you should have at least 20,000 guys here, Anvil, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> down the road. <laughs> so, anyways, I also work here at Ralph's, so I saw people drinking out the side of the bar. So I went out to go yell at them. And I come over and I see this dude's pissing on the dumpster outside. So mm. I go over. I'm gonna yell at the guy. And I look over, it's the drummer from Anvil. Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner is yeah. pissing on the dumpster outside Ralph's. <laughs> Rob <No> Reiner. <laughs> so I didn't even bother yelling at the guy. But I'm like, dude, how much little class do you have? You d- they have bathrooms inside here. They have two men's rooms. 
Ah, from Kiss Canada. Dumpster out back. They're from a different country. They don't know any better. Yeah, wait, are we talking... It's con- like northern Michigan, pretty much. Yeah. It's we, different. Are we know? talking conversion van? Or are we talking uh, bus? What they got outside? What are they bringing with them? What did Anvil bring? I, I, was, in, I was on tour. Oh, you weren't here? I, I, was, that I wasn't here either. Oh, I don't even remember. Try, they, they must have had a bus. I'm trying to think of... Okay, if they got a bus with a bathroom... Yeah, they probably had a bathroom. They just played fucking too. Great Scots, though, not that long ago. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah that's yeah. right. A few months ago. I'd be surprised if they... Had a bus for Scott. I mean, this is a 200 cap club. That was a Thursday, if I'm correct, too. Yeah, it was a me- it was middle Thursday, Thursday anniversary. Correct. 11 year. Uh, but we can fit buses outside easily. We, we do it yeah, all the time. Definitely here, yeah. We um, had them with, um, oh, we had that Cryptopsy show. That's another yeah, fucking. Cryptopsy was cool. Disgorge ruled. Surreption ruled. Just that the convalescence. The, the convalescence that, um, opened up that thing. Off that tour. Well, all right, so the convalescence. Showed up here, and if you're at Ralph's and you're looking, there's like a small little like bar built into the wall right in front of the stage. It's probably a mere like 10 feet coming off the stage, and they set up this massive merch table that pretty much shot and jettied like <laughs> two feet off, like into the middle of the fucking floor, like two feet off of the pillars. Yeah. I'm like, you guys can't fucking set your merch up here. Yeah. Like, you can't. <laughs> like, you, you just can't do that. Like, there's going to be 200 fucking people here. There was already, like, a five-band tour, and, like, they ended up on the thing. So they ended up literally setting... We had to shut down, like, like a, like a third of the bar because they had to put their shit on it. Yeah. And uh, they were selling hot sauce. Fuck it. It was, like, all these juggalo oh, things crap, and juggle stuff. crap, yeah. Yeah. They just got kicked off this tour, though. Did you see this, Brian, with OTEP? You know this OTEP situation? Yeah, I heard about this. This is uh, a lot ne- of back and forth I'm hearing. Never gotten into the OTEP... All right, no, fuck it. Never really, you know. Metal, I so. thought it was like a hot topic thing, more yeah, or less, you know. Garbage. But like, they got booted, fucking for uh, a variety of things. I guess they apparently fucking were on tour for a few weeks by this point. It was like a fifty-eight fucking tour. Yeah, they Jesus. said something about them selling merch during uh, OTEP's set, and I think they were doing what they were doing here, like just pushing CDs on people, like "You're gonna buy this CD." Like, uh, while Otep was playing. Yeah, so, like, they'll meander in the floor fucking with a trash bag. Fucking yeah, like, you trash know. bag full of CDs and hot yeah. sauces. Yeah. <laughs> no, all right. I, I, I can separate shitty band from hustle. I mean, you got you to gotta sell merch. It's a douchebag way to do it, but do you blame them? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, our well, people, we weren't there. You shouldn't be pushing it on people. Like, if someone likes your band and wants to buy merch, like, they'll cool. They'll do it. But you, you shouldn't be, like, just... There's that thin line. Be- putting a CD in people's faces. You say- but that was like part of their thing. You were saying like, yeah. like, like they're walking around like, fucking like Vanna White in the shit. Fucking like, <laughs> all, you know, like and you just, you know, trying to drink a beer. Yeah, I really, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, you like, shouldn't be bothering people. Yeah, you be pressuring people into buying. It's not the Mexican beach, all right. No. <laughs> fucking no like, came you know? in to see them. They were they were the pay to play band. They paid to be on that tour. They oh paid yeah, a few hundred dollars they, to be on that tour. They probably paid a night. even more to get on the OTEP tour. So yeah. So, so I don't feel bad for them. No. So no they got kicked off the tour because uh, they were selling March during the headline. Oh, they set. said that the, the 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 guitar player, the bass player, bought weed with the driver or something, and like the driver, like they took some Uber to get fucking weed, and like it yeah. derailed the, <laughs> the their departure, their bus call apparently. And uh, I don't, dude. Well, it was literally one of the silliest fucking press releases. I was like, this yeah, is well, so all we've dumb. heard is their side of the like, story, and, and that side of the story sounds stupid. So, oh yeah, I can imagine the reality of it. Well, yeah. there's like, and but every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there, right? Like, 
just these random people on like my Facebook shit from around the country. Like, well, I know from personal experience that working with OTEP is is hell. It's, it's horrible. It's unbearable. Personal like, experience. Yeah, like everybody's all fucking you know fucking high nose suddenly and an expert on on the ethics of fucking OTEP. Well, and I know from personal experience the convalescents are jabronis. So, <laughs> so I know. Real talk. <laughs> they definitely Cut were a little guilty in this situation. Want a SmackDown hotel? <laughs> Let's see here. We just got an update. Just had a scare with the van overheating. Always oh, the best of times for that shit. Hose came out of the overflow tank and sprayed fluid everywhere. So not as bad as it looked. All right. That's well, an update can, from the road. I'd hardly, <laughs> hardly consider that an update. No new information. Well, it is what it is. We're getting live feed updates on, on the program. Live tracking. It's like Santa Claus. Fucking yeah. like Geo-tracking this fucking shit. All that shit. Geo-tracking this. Everybody likes to come up and look at the pitches. Now, we have a yeah, new guy that's up here at Ralph's Rock Diner. It's some sort of deranged Tank Hill lookalike fucking... No, we already talked about this last episode. Well, we, didn't know that was, we, this, didn't, we didn't know this is the world's tallest man last week at the no, time. No, this of is the promoter episode. in Manchester, New Hampshire. He's, <laughs> he has the buy, you know, the pay-to-play packages and everything. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's pointing. <laughs> Where are my tickets? <laughs> Leave the tickets over there. You have to take a picture of this guy after. Well, yeah, we'll do something. <laughs> we'll do something. We'll do something. <laughs> Who else can we shoot on right now? Again, like I don't know. What do you want me to shoot on? I don't know. You got a lot of feeling. You're very opinionated. I Who am very, very opinionated. What happened? Did you get some cheap merchandise recently? Oh. Some long sleeve that fell apart on you. Yeah. You resolve that one. That. It's those Europeans. They get them cheap shirts. I hate those thin material shirts. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You got a long sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. But it was that thin fucking material. Who the hell sells those? It's um. Or is it a step below Gilden? Like yeah, real, it's like not even a Gilden's out right I, though. The first time I Gilden Gilden gets the job done. Hand went through the sleeve. Oh, that's way too thin. Yeah, way way too thin. But nah, I'm not gonna. Have to go there. Right. But you gotta get the American shirts. You gotta get the double cotton, like thick. Good old American yeah. cotton. Yeah. Thick and Gilden. heavy. I hate Gilden. Every band yeah. just use Gilden. It's the cheapest shirt. Anyway. Gilden's the cheapest, yeah. and yeah, it's stop, one of the heaviest. Stop the crap. Well, there's a generation of kids now, like. At merch tables, you probably see it on the road a lot. Kids will f- touch the quality of the shirt that's on the table now, and they actually check tags. Yeah, they like them soft. They oh, want yeah. they want the American apparel. They want oh, the. I hate uh, those. But yeah, you don't like soft shirts. No, no, no fact, that's not shirt. good for fat guys. I mean, you want to talk like thick shirts? Yeah, like, like yeah, because like heavyweight. Or I'm gonna fucking, rip it. Like well, you want, used to be a lot more free with the looms in our day, and now there's no more. It seems they're all golden. It's a you know th- that could be a millennial thing, millennial generation gap where they actually they're touching the quality of the shirt to make sure. Oh, let me, what labels? Oh, that's a golden. Oh, I don't think I'm gonna buy. It. Do you think pe- metal bands and fans in the '80s were looking at fucking shirt tags? Yeah, I don't look at shirt tags. I just buy the shirt. Give me the fucking shirt. If it's like crap, I don't wear it ever again. But they they check tags now. Usually, I buy the shirt just to support the band anyway. I mean, I have thousands of, course. of shirts at this point. You know, yeah, tons that I'm more? never gonna no. wear. But you should buy the shirt, support the band. Yeah. That's the deal. It's gratifying. I know they're getting the money directly, so. You still buy a lot of merch, though. Oh, I buy tons of merch. Well, you spend like 50 bucks a week, probably. I mean, because you do a lot of mail order and shit. All CDs and records come from the mail. There's no really record stores around here. I want to go to Armageddon. What's your primary focus for a format these days? I buy mostly death metal. Lots of death metal demos. Records, CDs, cassettes? Uh... Mostly records, but I do buy a lot of CDs too. Yeah. Um, I'm all over the place. Yeah, I always, only buy tapes if that's all it comes in. A lot of demos. Who's who gets most of your money for a record label? Uh, who's getting probably, most? Probably support. Dark Descent. Yeah, twenty bucks spin. Hell's Headbangers. Probably the same ones that everyone else goes to. Mm-hmm. And do a lot of stuff off Bandcamp. 
I love band tons camp. of stuff band camp. I'm all about it. Band camp. Yeah. Oh, I like the band camp because I get a lot of the fucking like the heavy chain stuff. It's like seven inch. I don't want to. I don't need to spend money on uh, shipping from New Zealand for the seven inch, but I like getting the tracks. You know. Yeah, I like we can get the download immediately, and then they'll send you the CD or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, so that's cool. I like that. Yeah. I like the immediate immediacy of it. Yeah. Did you get that occult for CD? Occult for CD, no. The I new one's coming out there, the three brothers from Germany. You probably no, dig that. Got it. Yeah, I haven't got it. I'll check it out. That's yeah, fucking, I think Electric Assault put it out. Fucking, there's a few things. Iron Bowen had them all over these days. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I don't know where to go with that, but, you know, fucking, mm-hmm. there's a lot popping off and shit. Yeah. What else you got coming up here for shows? Uh, next big one is Deceased, uh, July 15th, coming back for a third time. Saturday show. Yeah, they always kill. Be Great lineup, Sax is on it. Um, Angel Morgue. Uh, oh, you're on it. Throat. throat. You're in Throat now, so I don't know if you made that announcement. If, if oh, not, yeah, no, I just it was online. It. Yeah. Spoiler. Playing, playing Spoiler. bass with Throat, New York City Black Metal. Fucking pretty righteous stuff. Check it out. Yeah, Hellbent. I think that's Hellbent's cool a fucking good new band. Yeah, they're cool. They're cool. Well, all those guys have been in like lots of other bands in Rhode Island. Don't ask me the name. Hellbent? Them, yeah. yeah. How is that name not taken? Tell me, there's got to be like 25 other Hellbunts, right? That's a good question. I don't know. No, it can't be because I have to look up these bands like on Facebook and stuff. And, it's, just and it comes right pages. to them? You would think a name ever, like that would be gone, right? One. I mean, there probably was, but I don't remember seeing one. I met the kid at Defenders of the Old. Fucking Sean. Fucking yeah, nice Sean's lad. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But they're ripping, dude. They're fucking like uh, just a straight D-beat, heavy fucking, you know, crusty rock and roll sort of thing, you know? I mean, Sweet. You, you like your D-beats, man. I love my D-beats. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you always bring D-beats. <laughs> Def Call was great. Fucking Steel Bearing Hand was like one of the like coolest bands I think you brought here, personally. Fucking like, and the band's Steel awesome. Steel Bearing Hand was awesome. And you know what? Which Haven. Yeah. They played with them. And not that many people showed up, probably because it was a Sunday. And I tried to tell people. They're like, uh, Texas uh, Bolt Roar, you know? Killer stuff. But it is what it is. Sunday shows suck. Yeah, I think they share like jam space with Divine Eve or something like that. But wait, like, all right, earlier before we jumped on the bikes, we talked about Doug Stanhope. Doug Stanhope's doing a set here at Ralph's, right? right. In July, a couple of weeks. Yeah, was that a Monday night? Yeah, but those comedy comedy people are tough. Metalheads are pussies. It's a fucking <laughs> Sunday, they don't show up. But Monday they, they show up. Monday's me- Monday's a death slot. Monday's crazy. Monday's actually poetry night here. You ever been to the poetry night? No, never will. That's called the Dirty Jaron. Hard I went pass. to one because there was a punk show up here that night. <laughs> yeah, so I saw like a couple minutes of it. Nah, poetry I can't stand. Oh, pass, hard pass. But all right, so Doug Stanhope Monday night. Yeah. It's a comedy set, but this place is going to be fucking slammed. Oh yeah, it's already almost sold almost, out. Almost almost sold out, and it will be sold out the night of. I always say everyone loves heavy metal until they have to pay for it. So. Yeah, <laughs> and those tickets aren't cheap for Doug Stanhope. No, they're like thirty five bucks for no like shit. You know, for like a bar crowd, that that's pretty pricey. For yeah, a comedy well, show, that's actually that's in. Ask a metalhead to pay ten bucks to a show, and he, he cries. Oh, can I do six? <laughs> can, I, can I do four? See, it becomes a negotiation. It's prices right rules. So, yeah. how long's fucking Doug Stanhope gonna perform? Like sixty minutes set or something? Like, I don't know. He's the only one on the show. Again, it's damn. not my show, but uh, I assume yeah, he's doing an hour, hour and a half maybe. I don't know what these stand-up comedians do. I've been to a few stand-up shows here, but not anyone that big. Yeah. So. But he does an hour, maybe a buck ten if he does Q and A or something. But that's what comedy fans, I think, expect. Yeah, know? sixty like, minutes. Yeah, like sixty minutes. Yeah, if you're headlining, I expect fucking forty-five to sixty out of you. Yeah. Forty-five local, sixty national. Talked about booking some, like some of like the metal big comedians here. Like you could totally do like an old metalhead comedy show, but I, I literally don't know how to book it. 
I don't know how time slots work. You need an MC in between to fucking spruce things up and shit. You got to set up yeah. chairs. I don't know. You know, yeah, setting up chairs here is easy. I've done because we have wrestling up here sometimes. We'll project it. Yeah, that's so, another WrestleMania. thing. You're active. What is? I mean, you've obviously a uh, alum of Netbreaker podcast with Brian. But you like pretty active. You hear for every Sunday the, uh, yeah, the pay per views. Well, yeah, Anthony who works Anthony Bridgeford does uh, the movie nights here. Uh, projects movies on the wall outside, and if it's a wrestling event, projects on the wall outside. And then during the winter, the big events like WrestleMania, we'll have it upstairs here, set up chairs. But uh, those do pretty well. A lot of people, I believe it. Yeah, depends on the movie. I watched yeah, that this know. year on fucking Periscope with the fucking Undertaker retiring and shit. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Sure, the Undertaker was thrilled to know that you were watching it on Periscope. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone here was watching for free, too, so. <laughs> it's like 10 bucks a month. There's no need. God. So cheap. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not that much. No, fan. no. No, not you. I'm just saying, like, just regular wrestling fans there's no excuse to not pay ten dollars a month but if you're I, not a wrestling i watch fan, all the events here and i still pay for the you're, you're a wrestling exactly dude. like you don't really do any other sports you do wrestling right well i don't do wrestling but i watch wrestling well yeah that's like yes i mean i like other sports i just really don't have the time to invest in them i mean yeah. I like we're on the same page baseball. definitely i just don't have the th- i love hockey just yeah don't have the time yeah i i, I was a horrible fan this fucking past season i was actually more of a basketball fan than anything else other than the patriots yeah but. i never get into basketball yeah, seemed real boring. Back and forth. <laughs> yeah, it's a good game of momentum, you know. But just a bunch of fucking fat white guys. What do we know about fucking basketball? So wrestling. Oh, I can taste that burp right there. Professional wrestling isn't really a sport, though. It's it's a show. It's an act. Oh, it's a soap opera. It's a so- well, it can be a soap opera. You, you got to be athletic. But you, oh, you, you got to be. I'm shame. not saying you have to be athletic. Yeah. I'm just saying it's not a, it's a real sport because it's not real competition. No. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a show. The competitions with the politics on card placement, you know, where you are on the roster, working your way up, where's your payday at? So those that's the only competitive, you know, um, comp can't think of the word <laughs> competitive. But that's no different than any aspect. That's no different than an office job, you know. Same thing. Politics and money. Of, are you the type of guy that rooted for Donald Trump? In the ring, back when he faced. Uh, I, I don't want to get into politics. God damn! You I want people to, dude, every to come end to my of the episode now. It's like we're talking about plugs. And he's like, yeah, so I'm what not, do you think about I'm politics? Not, I'm not going to talk about religion or politics. We can skip to religion. You like Trump though? Vote for Trump. Uh, uh no comment. I don't think he's as bad as people make him out to be. I'll say that much. Okay. I don't think he's great, but yeah, I don't think it's as big of a deal. I think people make a big hoopla over nothing. I, I know what you mean, cause like. I don't think he's like really a part of that whole fucking circle that Hill Dog's in. Yeah. But he's kind of like that whole self-made privatized thing that kind of, eh, yeah. you know. It's like it's still ruling elite no matter how you cut it. Oh, yeah. But well, that, we're going to get that no matter what, you know. Everyone's looking for a payday. Yeah. Let me put it this way. I, I, I like it because it's shaking some shit up. And yes. I always like when shit gets shaken up. I think you need a little chaos sometimes. Shake shit up. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to change some stuff, you know. Do I, I don't think he's some great savior that's going to make this country better. He's not going to make America great again. But maybe <laughs> maybe he'll shake it up, and uh, down the road, things will get better. Who knows? Shake it up. Mm-hmm. All right. So mm-hmm. fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you got for shows coming yeah. up here? Where can we go uh, follow uh, all the announcements and upcoming events Just, and such? Just uh, follow the Metal Thursday Facebook because it has everything there. Yeah. Just look for Metal Thursday on Facebook. It's easier than me to start listing every show out but we got a lot of stuff good stuff coming up this year yeah i'm thinking off the top of my head july 1st is uh condor, yeah, condor. from 
Col- uh, Colombia. Yep. Yeah. First show in the USA. No shit. Yeah, they never played here before. And that's what garroted. Yeah, with garroted. They're doing a tour of the U.S., but this show is its own thing. It's not actually part of that tour. So, yeah, it's their first show in the United States, July 1st. We've got um, Sauron coming back. Yep, that's in August. I can't think of the date. Off the Might top be of the head. 8th or uh, <coughs> sometime around there. Is that with Lethal Shark as well? Yeah, from Chicago. And uh, who else is on that? Eck Bombs is on that. And uh, High Command. Musta. Musta yeah. Boys. Another brilliant band. What am I thinking about? Uh, Codex? Is Codex still um, in production? No. It kind of burned out. It happens. We worked on a number 10, and we just never got enough material. Instead, a lot of it, too, is Steve moved away. He moved to Uxbridge because it was oh. so much easier. You lived in Worcester for me to go over on a Saturday. And work on it in. together, bang it out. And Yeah, now me driving to Uxbridge. I, we, I did it once. We do, do have some pages that exist for a number 10. Yeah. But just we just never had that. Every, everyone has things going on. Josh Shit is happens. doing stuff, touring, and uh, Alex is Black Mass and yeah. everything else, touring all over the place, and... You know, everyone that used to write it is just really busy. They have lives. They have lives, yeah. Yeah, so, that, you know. that's really what happened. All yeah. the good Everybody. things come we to an end. in you different know? places than we were three or four years ago. Uh, so. But so the shows that you're booking, are they Codex-themed? I always say Codex Obscurum Presents because that's what I've always been doing. So like, it's almost like you can take that brand and turn it into something else. Oh, uh, yeah. Because you get the brand already. I mean, oh, I'm know. looking at a T-shirt right here. It doesn't have to be a zine. No, I know, and, and that's kind of the idea is to keep the name going. And then... At some point, we might do a number 10. I'm not going to say we'll never do it. You don't have to close it. the door, yeah. Yeah, no. It's but just, in the meantime, uh, you kind of do other shit. You kind of need to regroup, if anything, just yeah. to fucking feel you it out. You can turn it you know, into anything. You can turn it into a label. You can turn it into a booking company. It's, it's a good brand name. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's got stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bolzer's playing. That's another band we interviewed oh, yeah. in fucking Codex. Yep, that's, that's in August. Yeah, yeah you, did Bo- you did Bolzer in uh, Codex, yeah, right? Yeah, I think it was like issue three or four sometime around then. Yeah, one of the earlier like Bolzer interviews for an American Zine. Yeah, that should be cool. People need to buy tickets for that because that's an expensive show. Oh really? Yeah, uh, Andrew from Sangus and Chris and I are both in, have money invested in that show because uh-uh. it's, it's a big time show. Is that on Ticketfly or where do you get your tickets? I think that's. I think Chris uses Ticketfly. Chris is the ticket man. Ticketfly probably most likely. Yeah. So cool Look for the event page on Facebook. I know there's a link to the tickets on that. And um. Blood Feast is in September. September 30th. Blood Feast is coming back. And yeah, that show last time ruled. This one should be just as good, if not better. Because that new album's awesome. Was it State of Wicked? Have you heard of their the, new album? No, I haven't. Is that it's Hell's really Headbangers? Good. Yeah, it's Hell's Headbangers. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't good, I wouldn't mention it. <laughs> it is. No, it's really, <laughs> yeah, really good. good. <laughs> it's an awesome thrash record. So. And then um, I know the Halloween. You don't have too much to do with the Halloween, but there's no, always the Chris's covers. Deal. Chris yeah. does the cover show. Yeah. Um, the uh, what's, what's up with going? that Mortem show? Come on, get that coming here. <laughs> I Don't can't say say much. Let me put it this way: I'm in talks to bring it here, but I had to get some things approved, so I'm not going to say that it's definitely happening here. But I've I've talked about ha- having it here. I've been in talks. It smells like a Sunday. Yeah, that that show is on a Sunday. All right, the, the mass I, date is a I Sunday. I hope it's not the fucking night of. Conor McGregor versus Mayweather. No, it's I'll not. I already looked at no. the, the date's out there. Like the, you can look up the tour okay. dates. The mass date's on there. It's not the night of that fight though. Okay. No, it's twenty sixth, and everybody's twenty seventh. I think is the Saturday. Oh, twenty. It's a Saturday night. I think for I Conor yeah, McGregor because I I have a, like a bunch of shows I'm working on. Yeah, really? So, yeah. Yeah. Don't book anything that night. Local <laughs> promoters don't book anything the night of Conor Conor and uh, 
nah. Yeah, my opinion. Don't bother. I mean, if you half a metalhead, you probably like <laughs> some degree, some sort of combat, and you know, combat sports is sort of a natural thing. I think for a lot of metalheads to like, but that's like such a super fight. I mean, it's like booking a show with like the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. It's like good luck, you know. Yeah. For me, it is. There's no yeah. way I'm missing that. Don't fucking, bother. No fucking way. Yep. So it is what it is. Well, shit, guy. Fucking uh, appreciate you taking the time out of your busy promotional schedule. To, no problem. Uh, I had to be here anyway, so. Sit here and wait for Kel to <laughs> wait arrive. Wait for the pizza to get cold. Yeah. Well. I know. That pizza's cold. Uh, well, there. pizza, that's, ah. if anything, if there's any food for you well, to have for it to get cold, it'd be okay. If, if, if I don't get pizza, the whole band's starving when they get right. here. Well, if I get pizza, they don't eat it. So yeah, right. It's the story of my life. Oh, you? Okay. Need still in Hartford. Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> that's a live update. All right. Oh, boy. All right, well, so there's that news. Oh, you got, you got a podcast, at least. Well, as long as I don't have to go pick up Kill. <laughs> oh. That would suck. Yeah. That would suck. All right, so that's a wrap. Uh, Codex Obscurum on Facebook. Go there, follow Yeah, you can it. look up Codex Obscurum on Facebook. And uh, I think the only issue I have left is number eight. Okay. Everything else is all sold out. I got some. Time so, One Records. Time One Records. Josh has some. But yeah, all I have is, and I only have like four number eights. So once that's those good. are gone, they're gone. I'm never reprinting them. Really? So when are you gonna drop this episode? Monday, most likely. All right, so then I gotta plug a show then Thursday the twenty sixth or is it the twenty ninth? What's yeah, this coming Thursday? Coming up, right? Fucking Sammy's patio. That's the next Thursday. I know it competes with Ralph's. I was gonna say I won't even complain that it competes with Metal Thursday next week. Life goes on. <laughs> um, who's, who's on Metal Thursday next week? Uh, uh was it? Um, that's not a good sign. I think, and uh, Bound by the Grave and Solium Fatalis. Okay. Solium's a tight band, and I don't know the other bands. I didn't just screw that up, but I'm pretty sure that's the lineup. So if, well, if Thursday, in Worcester, if you're in Revere, if you're Boston kids who hate going to Worcester, and you like the beach, you're at the beach, uh, Sammy's Patio, Drive-By Bukaki is playing a show. We never, we do maybe three shows a year, so uh, it's a birthday party for the dudes in uh, Pathogenic, and then a couple of the bands, so Begat, the Nephilim. I thought Nephilim. it was Pathogenic. P- excuse me, wrong show. <laughs> Pathogenic. <laughs> Uh, for Sammy's Patio, Revere Mass. Come by, have a couple of drinks with us for birthday boy. And uh, if you're in Worcester, come check out Solium and uh, Ralph's. But yeah, we don't play shows often, so come hang. Everybody wants to hear you sing, Brian. You're nice and gentle on the microphone right here. I'm it's soft like, on the eyes. Yeah. He has soft hands. I yeah. have very a soft hands. Touch. And then you get up there, you, you go full <laughs> GG, just start shitting your pants and fucking. Uh, immediate diarrhea. <laughs> Spread the asshole open and just and just jerk off at the same time, pretty <laughs> much. Hey, you're in Revere. You know, plus the prom- promoter's giving us uh, big money, so. I would hope so. Nothing but the best for you. Drive-by only comes out with a big box, dude. You know that. <laughs> Very good. Uh, fucking follow uh, Drive By Bukaki on Facebook. Yes. By, you guys got a new album out too. You got a new fucking LP or something, right? We're doing a Greatest Hits final. We've been doing it. We're working on it for about two years now. Uh, I think it's longer than that because I remember. When were you on the show? When I remember at your old house doing Neckbreaker and you were talking about it then. Two and a half years then. Yeah. Uh, so two and a half years been working on this Greatest Hits final. We got four people <laughs> who are in four very busy projects and uh, we finally got it together with Mastering Now. And it's coming out uh, this fall. That's what we're aiming for with vinyl. We'll have the digital files probably this summer, but we don't know if we want to hold off or put it out on vinyl and let people wait. We'll yeah. figure that shit out. But this year, record's done. They didn't make Mount Rushmore overnight. Don't no, worry. Exactly. You know, getting paid anyway. Getting paid and getting laid. That's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Follow Codus Obscurum on Facebook as well as Instagram. 
Uh, well, that's, that's my you, private. That's my. Well, you get some show flyers up. On yeah, there. but that's my. Per- I don't yeah. care. You can follow if you want. It's my personal account. <laughs> All right. I just use Codex Obscurum was available, so I just took the name. It's a good brand. <laughs> it's and, a good uh, brand. And yeah, follow Mel Thursday on Facebook. MT Booking or whatever I think. No, it's, no, it's Mel Thursday. Oh, is it? I don't know. Yeah, no, it's not MT Booking. It, yeah. That's what Chris. That's Chris's part of Mel Thursday, but it's Mel Thursday. Goddamn. Boom. All right, let's drive this one off a bridge before we all drown. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.